Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Now I'm biased because I'm the host of this show, but I think today's is pretty good, man. Back on that in a second. If you're brand new to Authentic Influence, welcome. This is a show which explores how some of the most interesting or innovative brands of today are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And today I'm on with Nancy Richardson, who's the chief marketing officer of Good Man Brand. Now we talk about so much during this interview. It's a brand founded by Russell Wilson and others, which is dedicated not only to bringing high quality clothing to your door, but also to contributing to programs, giving back to the community, specifically in the ways of mentorship. And so on today's show, we talk not only about that high level leadership and how the brand is literally quarterbacked, but also about the importance of doing good. Multiple definitions of that word today, as well, of course, as multiple definitions of the word authentic, like normal. And we talk about a couple of stories of people particularly influenced by Goodman brand and all that they're doing to celebrate everyday heroes. A lot of purpose, purpose, purpose in today's show, as well as advice towards the end about how to build a better brand. And so let's start with the good. I'll back away and let you tune in to our conversation today with from Goodman brand, Nancy Richardson. All right, everybody, I am here with Nancy Richardson from Goodman Brand. Nancy, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? Great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. The tagline of the brand is great. Lead, inspire, live. I feel like we touch on those a little bit on this show through a, a certain lens, and certainly we'll be able to touch on those principles during this conversation. And it's got to start where we start most of these conversations, which is how the heck did they find you or did you find them or what's going on with uh, the way that you got to Good Man Brand? I want to hear all about the story and the journey. Awesome. Well, it's it's been quite the journey and it seems like the older I get, the story gets longer. So um, just kind of dating back to um, my education and career started in Seattle. I went to the University of Washington and um, so it feels like a very natural fit to come back to, you know, a company 20 years later that was founded in Seattle. Um, you know, so in a nutshell, I guess I can give you a, a brief background. I went to the University of Washington. I graduated with a finance degree. Um, I started out in banking and, and did that for about six years and realized that's not where I wanted to spend my life. So um, at that point, I had... Uh, a husband and a three-month-old daughter, and I decided I better go back and get my master's degree um, so that I can move on in my career. So I went to the Ohio State University and got my MBA. Um, after that, uh, I I did an internship at Starbucks, and I spent about um, four years there growing my marketing acumen and, and um, digital experience. And it's there that I learned that paid media is not a winning strategy. Howard Schultz used to say that all the time. Um, he would say that we're in the people business serving coffee. Um, then I moved on to Lululemon. Um, and that's where I learned um, more about a decentralized um, business model where it wasn't top down. It was more about being an educator um, and a coach and teaching people the importance of of digital, of how to grow communities. And we really believed there that our educators um, were at the heart, our people were at the heart of the experience. 
Um, and at Lululemon, it was all about developing leaders in the world. After about four to five years of being at Lululemon, I wanted to take the leap and learn how to build brands from scratch. So I jumped into the startup world and um, worked for several different startups. And that's where I learned how you make every dollar feel like 20 <laughs> because you don't have much of it. You don't have a big billion dollar brand behind you. Um, and that was quite the experience. Um, from there, I, I developed two of my own companies um, and they were marketing consulting companies. And um, that was a very interesting experience because now after being on the, the client side all my life, I was now on the agency side. And that's where I learned that you need to give people what they need, not what they necessarily want. And it's all about listening, listening to your customer and understanding what it is that, that they need versus what they maybe are telling you what they want. Um, from there, I was turned 40. I felt like I had a story to tell. So I wrote a book. It's called Work Freely. Um, and Work Freely is all about, you know, choosing your life, defining your leadership and how to find your power to um, go after the things that you really want in life. And for me at that point, I really wanted to work from home. I'd had a corporate career for the last 20 years. I wanted to see my kids go to school every day. I wanted to see them come home, spend more time with my husband. Um, I still wanted to build a thriving team in business. So I didn't lose sight of my career goals. Um, but I also wanted to focus on my health and I, I really wanted to find the right company that was doing something meaningful in the world. Um, and that's when Goodman Brand appeared. So Christine Day called me and, and asked if I wanted to join her in, in helping to build this amazing company. And, um, you know, I spoke to Russell Wilson and his co-founders and it felt like a, an amazing fit. And Goodman Brand really encapsulates all of the things that I was looking for and then some. It's so great to hear that story and I wanna read that book now. Folks, yeah. I'll put a little link in, in our show notes to that um, to make sure that you get your hands on it as well. And after all of this time, having learned different things in different chapters of your career or at these illustrious brands, as well as going on the agency side and starting things on your own, you have now landed here at Good Man Brand. Seems like you're doing some pretty interesting things. The first thing I want to do is just lay it out there. What is Goodman all about? And how are you different from other brands around here? Can I call it a fashion brand? Is that is that correct? Perhaps you can help me clarify. You can call it a fashion brand. The way we talk about it is it's more than a fashion brand. Um, and, and the way we actually like to talk about it is as a good brand. And I think in this day and age, um, what the world needs now are more good brands. Goodman brand is not the only brand, but you know, when we talk about a good brand um, and why we're different, we talk about three things. So the first one is um, it has to empower people. Um, it has to make them feel good. It has to be a trusted brand that people um, will follow because they believe in our mission. Um, the second thing is it has to do good in the world. So it has to do good for people, for the planet, um, and for our communities. And the third one is it needs to solve a problem. So, um, you know, at Goodman Brand, it's all about creating products that help you flex between 
your work, your life, your home, your dog walks, sporting events, date night, um, and everything in between. And you don't need a new outfit for each one of those things. What you need is one outfit that can flex between your life. And so a uh, good membrane solves that problem. So you are creating a good brand. We'll talk about good in many definitions of that word in just a second. The first thing I want to do is I want to start at the, the very top, the very inception of all this. And you did mention it very briefly, briefly in a phone call that you had once you came on. But your founder is a pretty well-known guy, Super Bowl MVP, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, and champion, Russell Wilson. So obviously when you have a name like that attached to anything, it's going to provide quite a bit of buzz. And I'm sure quite a bit of direction as to what that person wants. How does Russell help to guide part of what you all do? And, and, and how do you execute on that? You know, I think this is such a good question. And, and my response to it really is that um, he's no different than he is on the field as he is off the field. I mean, he's a quarterback. He's he's authentic in who he is. He's the same person on and off the field. Um, he's in the mix with us. He knows everything that's going on. Um, he's a leader. He holds space for us to do our jobs. But, you know, he never has a shortage of new ideas and how we can be better, faster, stronger. Um, we do use him. Um, sometimes he, he'll, you know, might write an email to customers. He might um, share a quote or a social post. And those, you know, always outperform our, our normal posts for obvious reasons. But we also, um, we also aren't building the business on Russell's shoulders. So it's very important to him that we are building a strong, healthy business on its own. Um, and, you know, he serves as a, as a spark at moments in time, you know, outward facing, but internally behind the scenes, he is a really strong force behind all of us. And of course you can't just have one person do it all. You need to cultivate that team. You need to be that quarterback. You need to rely on the core uh, of of the uh, of the line of which you are certainly a central part. So interesting to hear about that. Can I? I want to talk about good now again. I'm going to get back to that word. So obviously, mm-hmm. right now, plenty going on in the world. Even pandemic aside, we have civil unrest everywhere, especially up in the Pacific Northwest. I mean that that's certainly an area right now which is which is experiencing a lot of that. And I want to know since you have a voice like Russell and also a voice of, from the good perspective, how are you leaning into the importance of doing good right now? I know a few of these from what I can read from your website, but I want to get your direct perspective on it. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking this question because we love talking about this. This is what's at the heart of our, of who we are. And I mean, we're not just leaning in, we are in, um, we've always been in it's, it's in our DNA from day one. Um, from day one, we've been partnered up with Why Not You Foundation. It's Russell's foundation that he started in 2014. It's called the Why Not You Foundation because of Russell's um, father. He would always ask Russell, why not you? You know, um, if there was something to be done or an opportunity to be had or something that needed to be done in the world um, for good, he would say, why not you? And so Russell started this this foundation to um, 
empower young leaders to really think about the future that they want to create. And he asks them that every day, why not you? And so we've partnered up with this organization where 3% of net sales of all of Goodman brand products go to the Why Not You Foundation. We just cumulatively passed $1 million of investment to the Why Not You Foundation. Um, it's something that we're extremely proud of for being a, a fairly small company. And um, what we do with this, this investment is um, the 3% goes to the Why Not You Foundation and is directly donated to Friends of the Children. And Friends of the Children is an organization that provides mentors to children in need who don't have, um, say, a father figure or a mother figure. And, um, and we, we provide the means for them to have meals, transportation, activities, um, goal setting with their mentor. And their mentor stays with these children for 12 years, no matter what. And they are there for them, you know, typically beyond those 12 years, as you can imagine, they form quite a bond. I've met with, um, you know, the leaders of this organization. I've met with mentors of this organization. We tell these stories in our social channel um, and on our website, and we'll continue to do that bigger, better, faster, stronger as we go. And um, it's something that we're just really proud of and our hearts are in it. And it's really what's at the core of our company. And listeners, you can check out more about what Why Not You is doing. Uh, their website is whynotufdn.org. And what I'll note is that what I see uh, upon going to that site is plenty of stories of, of real people, people who are helped out by this cause. And um, that's really good to see because I talk about that a lot on this show as well. But I'll get back to that in just one second because I'm sure that philosophy extends into the brand itself. The first thing that I'll say or ask is... Wondering how you engage with uh, the people who currently consume from Goodman Brand or are fans of it. There's always interest in figuring out how to build stronger relationships. And as somebody who started her career in a strong foundation of paid is not the way, or perhaps not the best way, I'm wondering how you engage with fans of the brand today in creative ways to create some of that buzz, maybe without that side. Yeah, I think it's such a such a great question. I mean, you know, having worked at Starbucks and Lululemon, community was such an important part of both of those brands and paid is not a winning strategy and building our organic business was a, a major part of my work at Lululemon. Um, and at Goodman Brand, we're, you know, not just wanting to do more of the same, but we're trying to think about what is what is the future? Um, how do we need to change and evolve and and be better? Uh, and be more connected. And so what we're starting to talk about is democratizing retail. And what that means to us is allowing uh, our community to participate, not just in what they think of the brand um, or feedback on the product, but actually participating in the development of our company. And so we have a closed confidential community that uh, anyone can sign up to join if you join our our if you sign up for email um we'll we'll tell you how you can join this community and um you can opt in and basically you're part of a community where you get to see some things firsthand you get to see um products that maybe haven't hit the market yet 
new prints that we want feedback on. It could be a marketing tagline. Um, it could be uh, something going on in the world, like the pandemic at, at the moment and how people are feeling and what they need to see from us. And we'll ask them these questions, but we'll also ask them in a really modern um, method of communication. It's often um, in a very simple kind of text message format. Um, people can record selfies, selfie videos. They can send us photos. Um, they can text us just simple, uh, quick, you know, pieces of feedback. They can answer surveys and we get these responses in real time. We can see them come in. We curate these responses. We take action on the feedback. And then we also follow back up with this community and tell them what we did as a result of their feedback. And so, um, so it's a really, I think, interesting and progressive way of building a company where it's not just a separate community of customers and then we're over here on one side. We're actually together democratizing retail and building the brand together. You know what I find really interesting about that is because it's a really great way to again, in an organic way, get people to tell other people to try this out. Get You want an inside look at Goodman brand? Like, here's some of the things that I've been seeing. You know, I like their clothing, their shoes, you know, whatever. Here, try it with me. Link or, you know, whatever. Join the email thing, right? Very simple, low barrier to helping develop a real brand. I think that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm curious because that, so it's not a separate community. In fact, I would say it's more... I don't know how to say this correctly or perhaps eloquently, but it is obviously closer to the business than you could even get from a social page, right? Because you own it all. It's Correct. not something that you have to, I don't know, uh, pay Facebook a dollar to get more reach. You know what I mean? Everybody's there and I've trickled into this idea a little bit. Brand as a platform. It creates a natural extension of your team. Anyway, I think that's a really cool idea. Um, and glad that you're doing it and glad that it's been successful. I'm curious some of the ways in which the people who come in and experience the brand in that way or in other ways are encouraged to then go and share that story otherwise, or how are the ways in which you amplify those? Because certainly there are different definitions also of the word authentic, just like there are different definitions of the word good. And what I've seen a lot on this show is that folks know that that is the gold standard. Tell the story of a real person and use that as a growth vehicle or as a vehicle for any anything that you might want to achieve. This is why we call this authentic influence on the show because I personally believe that that's a way to spread it. But you have not only tied to causes but tied to products and tied to development of the brand. So many different ways in which you have super engaged relationships. I got to know how you leverage and amplify that because it's very powerful. Well, you'll, you'll start to see some really interesting things come out this fall um, that I'm really excited about. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But currently we, we just launched uh, an awesome, an awesome project. It's called the everyday hero project. And um, it's, it's about recognizing everyday heroes in your life. And, and so we started asking ourselves, what does it mean? What does it mean to be a hero? You know, Russell Wilson is a hero to many people. And we asked him that question. And he did a live 
um, Instagram with his brother and his, he identified his brother as one of his heroes. Um, but you know, it also doesn't need to be a celebrity, uh, as you know, an everyday hero, it can be small acts of kindness. It could be your neighbor that, that, that takes dinner to an elderly couple every night, you know, because they, they need that. And, and a hero, I think is one of those people that, um, that doesn't require recognition. They do it because it's the right thing. And um, I think this is a really impactful program. We plan to go bigger with it, not as a marketing vehicle so much as um, a vehicle to just share more good in the world and more good breeds more good. Um, so what we do is we highlight an everyday hero once a week. Um, we tell their story, we celebrate them, we send them a special uh, gift, which is an outfit from Russell Wilson, which are, with a really nice note from him. Um, it's all gender, so it can be any gender. It doesn't have to be just a man. Um, and it's you know really nice jogger and sweatshirt, hat, and a super cool pair of sneakers. And uh, you know we plan to go bigger with this and tell more stories around this. And um, we even recognize our our mentors at, at Friends of the Children, um, they're part of this program as well. So that's one way that we we kind of share back just meaningful, meaningful stories about people who uh, are doing good in the world. And that is great to see. It's also part of that philosophy that I saw if you go and you check out, listeners, you go and check out the Why Not You, you see these stories here, right? Well, now you can also see it on the good man brand. And by the way, if you want to see more about this everyday hero, there's a link there too. And I'll put all these in the show notes. It is thegoodmanbrand.com slash pages slash everyday dash hero. And you can see what that's all about right there and get involved. You can also go to our, um, our social, our Instagram at goodmanbrand and hashtag my everyday hero. And you can nominate your everyday hero and we will do our best to recognize them. Check it out. So do that as well, folks. It's a great way to be engaged with the brand. Now, celebrating everyday heroes, donating to Why Not You, supporting this incredible mentorship program, one of the longest mentorship programs I've ever heard of, actually. All of this um, comes from a very, very, uh, gosh, you know what's weird over the last year? It's almost become really cliche. It's like purpose. What's my purpose? What's our purpose? How am I values driven? How am I purpose driven? Right now, this next question is, how have you invested into doing that? It's pretty obvious, but perhaps we can talk a little bit about your perception of being part of a brand which was built on that from the ground up, maybe as opposed to other, organ I mean, I've spoken to plenty of organizations who I know at the very beginning weren't incredibly values focused or purpose driven, but you know, 2016 to 2020, this has become very, very important. So I'm curious in some of the ways in which brands behave differently when they are built from the ground up in this way, when they invest in being purpose-driven from the start, as opposed to as a way of reacting to a desire in society, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, we call ourselves impact-driven, and it's all about creating large-scale positive impact. Um, what's different about how we run our company is impact is our strategy and revenue is the result of a great strategy um, versus the other way around. 
we don't start with how much money do we want to make? We start with what's the impact we want to have. Um, and, and that's our, that's our philosophy and that's led to, to great success. And it's really attracted the right kind of people, the right kind of partners, the right community, um, and, you know, an amazing customer base. So that being impact driven and revenue merely being a reflection of it, that's really interesting to me because it is similar to the way in which some folks explain what authenticity is. And that it's part of the, the last topic of focus here and a question which all, all listeners to this show know very well. But it is because authenticity by some is defined as a simple reflection of standing for values. If you do that, authenticity is the result. And then there are also ways in which folks define authenticity as more of an active filter for the way that they do things, perhaps a more operational authenticity, speaking through the voice of your consumer before speaking from the voice of just some unnamed or, or unfaced brand on high is a way that folks might do that. You have been with all sorts of great organizations who have relied upon paid as not winning, storytelling and educating as a main way of growing a business and growing influence. You've experienced this both from the brand side and from the agency side where you give folks what they need, not necessarily what they want. And sometimes those will ultimately come together. Now you have the ability to do this in all sorts of ways through the good man brand. And similar to the way in which you are operationalizing good in many ways, I'm curious to hear from you some advice on how to become more authentic in whichever way you define it, in messaging, in marketing, in brand building, today. So if you won't, if, if you'll indulge me with this advice column, I'd be interested in some of your top tips. Sure. The way I like to talk about it, um, to make it more tangible for people who are building a brand is if your brand was a person, what would it look like? What would it act like? What would it sound like? And then hire people like that, then choose partners like that attract customers like that, build communities like that. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, in all the brands I've worked for in my career and the, the ones I've built as well, at the end of the day, it's not about being a brand that's good at marketing. It's about being a brand that's about doing the right thing and success will follow. Wow. Simple, succinct, you know, treat it like, and this is great. And this is not only because it's interesting. It's like, well, you called the good man brand. Well, you might build that brand based off of what a, a good person does. But that's, that's an explanation I haven't necessarily heard before. In a way to personify a brand is to, well, literally to do that. How should this unnamed, uh, you know, or maybe named person behave? I've actually, I've heard it one time before on this show. Out of 120, that's pretty rare. So it's really interesting to hear you think about that. And folks, I would encourage you today to think about if you are part of a brand or building a brand. Think about if you could make that brand a person, what would they do? I think you'll find that by defining the person, you'll find the values that can define the brand. And then, of course, everything beyond that, authenticity as a reflection, revenue as a result, are sure to follow. So think about that. Let that be your, your, your mental homework for the rest of the day. And of course, thanks to Nancy for allowing us to, to explore that. I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of the uh, of the insight of the stories of the of the education you provided here i can't wait to i need to get my hands on that book so thank you for that again listeners i'll put a link to that in the description and uh, for everything else nancy thanks so much for coming on the show thanks so much adam
Thank you so much to Nancy Richardson from Goodman Brand for joining the show today. And I'll leave links to everything that you're doing for the community in the description of this show. By the way, if you like what you hear, here's what you can do next because we have so many stories like this on the show. Check out this link, all right? podcast.vavoom.co. I've done basically 120 of these, almost 120. So I have hours and hours and hours of content. And you should go to this website and learn how some of the best leaders in the world from a marketing and brand perspective are mobilizing masses to become more authentic. Truly an important topic today with regard to business, with regard to community, and with regard to being good generally. So go and do that. And we're also on LinkedIn as well, Authentic Influence Podcast. My personal page is there, Adam Connor. Connect with me. Let me know what I'm doing well, what I'm not doing so well. Make some recommendations and I will take action. Here's the first action I'm going to take. I'm going to be right back with another episode real, real soon, talking to a brand about how they mobilize their masses to become more authentic. Can't wait to bring it to you. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.